Welcome to Meet, Act, and Part. A Masonic podcast hosted by Midnight Freemasons Greg Knott, Darren Larners, Todd Creason, and Bill Hosler. The views, opinions and experiences that are expressed by the hosts or guests as individual Freemasons do not reflect the official position of any Grand Lodge, appendant body, or Masonic authority to which the hosts or guests belong. And now on with the show. Welcome to this episode of Meet, Act, and Bart. This is episode 58. I am Darren Laners. I am one of your co-hosts along tonight with... Just a little fat guy known as Bill Hostler. And tonight we have two very special guests. We have Vance Martin, who uh, is the force behind a new grotto here in Illinois, Illini Grotto. And uh, with him is Marty. Here we are with Marty. Willis. Marty, Marty, buddy. Party, party. <laughs> and Marty, uh, what is your role with the Grotto? You're an officer of some sort with the state. But... So I am a, uh, first and foremost, I'm a charter member of Shio Grotto up near Chicago. I am a past moniker of that. I proudly serve as secretary of El Jala Grotto. I'm also a member of Eliabad and Maru Grottos. And I am lucky enough and privileged enough to serve as the first vice president for the Illinois State Grotto Association. All right, so we are uh, talking about the Grotto tonight, uh, and as I mentioned, our guests are Vance Martin and Marty Quillis. Vance, why don't you start first with your Masonic bio, and then we'll go to Marty, and then we'll just kind of hop into it. Sure. Uh, so I am a um, third or fourth generation Mason. I only want to set this up as, as backdrop because my, my dad joined in 1955, my grandpa in 1911. Uh just so you have a sense that when we talk about like old school Masons, I'm familiar with them. Uh, I joined in 96. I am currently the master of Muhammad Lodge. I am the monarch of uh, Illini Grotto. I am a companion in uh, Champagne Chapter and Council. I am a Sir Knight in Commandry in Champagne and a member of uh, Eastern Illinois AMD. My name's Marty. I joined Masonry sometime around the uh, Mayan apocalypse because it seemed like a safe bet at the time. I have served as a master of Villa Park Lodge number 1113, been the secretary for several years now. I am also the current worthy patron of Villa Park Order of the Eastern Star. Really excited about that one. Uh, Past moniker of the Grotto, uh, current state association officer for the Illinois Grotto Association third vice president of the Illinois High 12 Association, uh, secretary of Shiel High 12 Club, president of All Say High 12 Club, uh, past high priest. Dude, I, I did a lot of stuff. I want to stop talking now. I like masonry. I like being out. I like being with the people. And I'm just so happy to be here. And I and Darren, your podcast rocks. I'm a Bill Hostler super fan. And this is a dream come true. Well, any any time you get to spend with Bill is really a dream come true. That's for sure. So, um I can understand your enthusiasm. Why don't you guys kind of, and I don't know who wants to take the lead here, but what what exactly is the Grotto? What What is it about? Uh, how, what's its history? Tell us, lay it on us. Why, why uh, yeah, just let us know, you know, what, what's the Grotto? How did it originate? On and so forth. 
Vance, you want to take that, buddy, or you want me to go? Okay. Uh, yes. So late 1890s in upstate New York, there was a uh, chapter meeting. Uh, two local chapters were uh, doing a degree, and they thought they had such a great time. It's like, you know, we should we should do something that's uh, Masonic and, uh, you know, messes with other guys and has fun. And, you know, uh, so they kind of came up with a uh, new organization, which kicked off what became known as the uh, Mystic Order of the Veiled Prophets of the Enchanted Realm, or the Grotto. And uh, it just kind of grew from there because I, I think that these guys probably, I, I like to read into this. I was a historian, but uh, I like to read into this that uh, they're probably tired of some business meetings going, hey, did, did we pay the horse and buggy bill? And uh, did we pay the uh, the telegraph bill and the pony rider? Uh, okay, those are paid. Let's go home. Uh, and somebody's like, yeah, but we wanted to go to the local pub. And this kind of filled a niche for these guys. And the guys are like, hey, we want to have fun and, you know, hang out with Brother uh, brother Masons in a, in a way to, you know, increase this fellowship. And it, had, it grew from there. And I'll let Marty then continue the story. Yeah, gentlemen, actually, Vance, you pretty much nailed it, though. So it started in Hamilton, New York, uh, Hamilton Lodge, Cypress Chapter. It was um, an unofficial prank club that was taking place after uh, ritual practice for the Royal Arch degree. It was originally called the Fairchild Deviltry Committee. I can't think off the top of my head when it actually be, officially became the Grotto and they switched from wearing turbans to the fezes. But that was in the early 1900s. Our founder was a gentleman named Leroy Fairchild. Awesome dude. I get from reading the brochures about him because that was 100 years ago. I sadly never met the guy. But it is honestly lived as a fun little thing. It's a Master Mason's playground. And it was the original Master Mason social club. There's a lot of times I know where certain guys would like to refer to the grotto as the poor man's shrine to, uh, I know at least my chagrin. However, that was originally because to join the shrine, you had to be a 32nd degree, have your nice Templar, where the grotto originally always served as just a Master Mason's club. Hence the poor man shrine. You didn't have to join all the other stuff just to get a fez on and get a little fun going. Uh, it's been a great organization. It's still kicking stronger than ever. We are about right around 10,000 members internationally right now. We've just been branching off into South America, Mexico, uh, Puerto Rico. It, we are averaging seven to 10 new grottos a year. And honestly, it is a fun, simple club that delivers everything it says it does and more. That's awesome. And and what uh, they support, is it like orthodontia for children or that's some sort of dentistry, right? Is your charity? Is your charity it's, it's, or? Yeah, that's our charity. It's called the Humanitarian Foundation. Now, interestingly enough, the Grotto's original version was helping ALS. Well, one day someone came by the ALS office when they were still headquartered in downtown Chicago to drop off a check. And the guy was talking to him and goes, hey, it's pretty cool you're dropping off this check, but I'm going to let you guys know there's a lot of guys dropping off these checks. There's this whole other thing on the side that no one's really helping with, and still to this day, it's really an underrepresented thing. So we, so the Humanitarian Foundation put its focus on helping special needs children get dental services. Um, is anyone here on this podcast right now super happy with their dental care? I know you're not, because I know I'm not. So instead of the services we offered, it was more just based around the clientele we could offer. Uh, if you read the brochure, it covers, you know, palsy, different types of things, development, disabled. So it's kind of an open, I don't want to say it's open because it is for a certain select clientele, but it's for the differently abled children up to 21 years of age that are either uninsured or 
you know, just not, they don't really like their insurance going on, not burn to the family. So anyone that's uh, developmentally disabled and needs some dental care, we will help you out in any way we can, as long as you're not on uh, state insurance. It is a very cool thing. When I was at uh, Special Olympics over this past summer, we had a table with the uh, dentists for their healthy athletes area. We're doing a lot of amazing networking, and a lot of the dentists even know some of this money was available to these families. So we've actually grown a lot in the state kind of working with Special Olympics and their healthy athletes program. It is a one-of-a-kind, underutilized, under misunderstood, amazing charity, the Humanitarian Foundation. That's uh, that's awesome. I, I didn't know the background on that, so appreciate it. Marty. Thank you for getting that. No, oh, but like most things I say, I've never fact checked any of this. Some guy just told me once in a hospitality room. I've been retelling the story for years. So if you're at home and I'm wrong, don't at me on that. Will uh, will uh, well, I mean, they can at they can add at me, and then I'll just come complain to you. How's that? I think just, that I'll, just, I'll be like, uh, I'll be the middleman for the. Uh, for the complaining deal, I love it. I often, I often am anyway. Trust me. So, uh, so I guess now we'll just kind of ask how you both came involved with the with the grotto. Well, originally I came across it. I think it was the first dependent body I ever joined. I think I've only been a master mason for two years at the time, and. Once upon a time in this state, there was the Illinois Masonic Children's, which later turned into MCAP. We had the home in near the Grange, I think one by somewhere in the south. Well, El Jala Grotto, which was the, it still is the largest ground in the Chicagoland area, would host a pig roast there every summer. I attended. I liked what I saw. Someone said, do you want to join the grotto? I said, okay. He said, do you got $50? I said, yes, I do. And uh, next thing you do, we were one of the private buildings and we were doing a short form ceremonial. And... I don't know if I just like to jump in with both feet or as good as I thought it was that day, but I met a very chill, understanding group of Masons that I bonded with very quickly and, uh, man, got super involved in Grotto pretty quickly. And that was off to the races. And then, with you know, Jala for years, which I'm still their secretary. Then we spun off, started Shail. And then, you know, sometimes when I'm bartending at the Grand uh, the Grand York Rate Hospital Room, I put on a Grotto Fez and cool guys like Vance come up to me and go, what's that all about? And uh, we have a good conversation. I must have really hit my uh, elevators pitch that day. And six months from that point, we were chartering a line Grotto having the time of our lives. So Vance, you can pick up the story there, buddy. Yeah. So uh, I will say I see two years ago, I think I joined chapter and then like six months later i was at uh, grand sessions uh, only in chapter at that time uh, with my buddy joe and we went to the hospitality room and we met this guy marty and i think we closed down the hospitality room but we were just having you know a discussion about how it was you know pretty chill that uh you know chapter everybody was drinking they were having fun there was kind of a, a little bit of different vibe let's say than blue lodge and uh we really liked it and i, I would say i i was i don't know six months into being master for the first year and you know there sometimes there's a there's um a certain line of thinking that people are like well you can or can't do certain things in blue lodge and we just started talking about this grotto thing and then actually this podcast uh was somewhat influential in it there's there's a guy who's there's two guys not on here tonight but uh, Greg was one of them and then Mark St. Cyr was the other. It was um, one of the, the podcasts you guys did. I can't remember the name of the podcast, but it was something like, you know, just jump in and do it with both feet. And, uh, you know, I was talking to Greg about that and I was talking to him about meeting this guy at Grand Sessions. And Greg's like, well, you know, you should just do this. I'm like, well, you know what? Let's do it. And so, you know, I, I probably had this email chain with Marty with like 130 back and forths or something. What we got to do. And uh, yeah. Uh, we, we started shopping the idea around the district, 
and the area. And I, I got to say that um, pretty much everybody I talked to that has joined Alina thus far was super supportive and super on board. Cause I mean, the spiel went something like this. They're like, what the heck is Grotto? And they're like, well, you know, you give a little bit of the history and you're like, we're, we're brand new. We're, we're kind of the only one in the downstate area for a while. Other than there's Gayo over in Danville and there's, there's Abbas over in Peoria. So, I mean, we kind of fill a niche in the greater Champaign-Urbana area, but you know, it's, it's a place for guys to get together, uh, do things like tailgating, going to ax bars, uh, you know, play D and D, Stuff that, you know, you're probably not going to do in Blue Lodge or you're going to get looked at askew. And at first I'm like, I don't know how this spiel is going to work, but pretty much every guy I talk to from, you know, Toledo to Decatur to Bloomington is like, okay, I'm in. And um, I, I would say that, that my my guess on this is it just kind of fills a niche um, of of guys who join Masonry for one reason and maybe it wasn't, you know, to do ritual. Uh, maybe it wasn't just to be a guy that pays his dues every year, but they were looking for something. And I have to say, you know, over the last two years of being a master, I've had a lot of talks with guys who want to be members. And most of the guys who want to be members are in this this group of 30 to 50-year-olds who um, want to join a group of guys because they have no way to make guy friends. And, um, you know, Lodge is sort of a way to come with a, a ready set group of guy friends. And I think Grotto is a, a subset of that. And so all these guys, I mean, like Marty has said, I mean, for his pig roast thing there, I mean, everybody I have met now from, you know, the past grandmaster from Pittsburgh to, you know, guys around the country, they're all very chill and fun. And, you know, you meet them and they they really are like long lost brothers. And so it really is kind of this much more uh, fellowship fraternity uh, friendship thing that I think guys are looking for. So Vance, I know you just started Alana Grotto. What's the what's the current membership? Gray area there. Uh, we have 22 official members. I, I have petitions and monies from 29 members, but they're not technically counted until they're initiated. And so just based on when we meet and when these guys, you know, can get there, we haven't initiated these other seven because, you know, some of them are nurses and work weird schedules and stuff like that. And so, I mean, I would say we're we're going to hit over 30 by the end of the year because uh, I have two or three guys who are going to give me petitions this month. And I kind of expect an event we're having this coming weekend. We're probably going to get a few more. This is really an interesting organization to me because I've seen it since I began my Masonic career. There's a big grotto organization in Indianapolis. And, you know, you see, and I think they even have their own building. But since I've been talking to the local brethren here in Arkansas about possibly joining, I've, it's kind of piqued my interest a little bit more. And if I wouldn't have had some medical issues here recently, I probably would have already been a member. The nice thing is I really did not know about, about your charity. That really is kind of like the cherry on top of this organization. Because you're right, it is a very underutilized area. I mean, I guess because it's not sexy like a lot of, like, MDA or something like that. But it's something that's needed if you know, more than a lot of them. And so it's a beautiful thing. As someone who used to be a stepfather of two special needs children, I can totally understand the, the health care issues that they encounter. But the, and I have, and I, most of the time I've heard of this time was called the poor man shrine, so I won't refer to it as that. But I've, I've heard that some places, Grotto does kind of mirror in some ways the shrine. Like they have clubs and 
like organizations with you know, like kind of like the shrine does is that true oh my god yeah there's tons of units up in chicago our two main ones are kilted unit and our clown unit it you know in a lot of ways they do mirror each other but it's also kind of how you would say does the york right mirror the scottish right sure in some aspects of conversations but a, a brother can be a member of both and get completely different experiences it seems more and more grottos have less buildings than time goes on. We're very blessed in Illinois that two of our larger grottos, Abbas and Peoria and Gayo and Danville, each have very massive, lovely properties. And then sometimes when you go in the South, you kind of see that too. But in a lot of ways, they do marry each other, but in a lot of ways, they don't. One of uh, the big things where I was recently down in Louisiana for Southwest Grotto Associations uh, meeting, which is just a little convention where all the grottos in that region get together. I was talking to a lot of the guys from New Orleans who are very active in the shrine there, but they're active in the grotto too. And one of the reasons is your wife can parade with you in Shrine has their insurance deals or whatever it might be. But a lot of guys are like, well, I want to put my wife in my little buggy, my go-kart, whatever it is. So we're going to do both parades this summer, but I'm going to do these two just so I can include my wife more. I, I, I think it's sometimes it's a little bit easier to do certain things with the family through a grotto lens. And I don't know if that's just because some of our, we don't always have as much pomp and circumstance or airs, but I know that's with a lot of the guys, especially in the South, really what draws them to the units of the ground. I can see that. And plus, I think in a lot of ways, not having a building of your own is a, kind of a blessing because then you don't have to have all the overhead above you. And you can spend more time just having fun. You find a place that everybody likes to meet. And, and I'm going to guess it's a place that may contain some uh, adult beverages. And you just go around and you have a good time. I mean, and really, that's what the shrine started out to be before they got so large. And I think it's a great thing. I mean, I, to be honest, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to join, to be perfectly honest. Keep me in the loop. I'll try to get to Arkansas for that one. Okay, will do. <laughs> I've always wanted to the home of the Clintons anyways. Well, you know, you should talk Darren and Greg into coming because they've been talking about coming down too. So we could just, you know, actually just get a car full and just road trip it. Yeah, I believe uh, it's going to be cool. I think we are going out to Oklahoma for uh, some of the gentlemen from the Indian Messiah degree team are going to join too. Because we all had a big hoot when they were here in the uh, bottom of Illinois when another charter member of Illini, Grotto Greg Sidwell, put that big party together. You know, it's funny. I've been a member of, of Oklahoma Masonry for about a decade now, and I have never seen the Indian de degree team in person. <laughs> it was a really enjoyable performance. More or less the greatest part about it was 400, the time I saw them, 400 or so Illinois brothers came to see them in a packed gymnasium. I was blessed enough that the podcast I'm part of at Refreshment, we shot a show with them earlier in the morning. And that other pot Masonic podcast, Souza from somewhere in Indiana, those guys are great too. They shot with them that day. So it was just a really awesome day for us to get to know those guys. And after the degree, we kind of hosted a happy hour with the guys from the team that got a little bit fun and silly. But yeah, no, the... Uh, Get a chance to see them because they're actually really good dudes and they do something great and they give they give something that's already amazing a very big event feel. I mean, realistically, they're wearing beautiful Native American regalia. They're doing the Oklahoma work, which, oh, my God, when you're an Illinois guy, it looks strange as could be to you. However, they kind of give it, I don't know, a boxing match is a boxing match, but watching Tyson have a boxing match is something different. And they give it that big feel. And, that, and that's really the best way I can describe seeing those guys. Yeah, I can, I'd be a, for a Hoosier Mason, it's uh, uh, the Indian, uh, the Oklahoma degrees is a little strange to me too because I've never really encountered, and to this day I've never seen a Master Mason degree in Oklahoma. You know, I've been a member there so long, but you know, it's, we lose so much in Masonry just by 
being too serious in a lot of ways. It's like you guys said, you know, they go to Blue Lodge and, you know, well, they order, and like back in the day when you guys were talking, you know, they complained about the price of kerosene for their lamps and they probably had to have a committee set up for it. Then they had to have a, a white paper and yada, yada, yada. And what really the guys before the, the um, alcohol pro- prohibition, that was what they did is they, they closed and they went and they had fun. And I think once we took out the fun, you know, we squeezed all the energy and things out of it. So I think you guys are kind of a, you're picking up what our brethren back in the early masonry days brought to what brought to the table. No, you know, I couldn't agree more. And sometimes when I think about appendant bodies like Rhino or any of the other hundred other ones you can join, there's always this weird sentiment that, oh, if a guy joins an appendant body, he won't come back to lodge. My thing when people say it to me is, well, I'm like, well, how bad does your lodge suck? <laughs> but trust me, they're going to come back. It's um, true. Yeah, but sometimes, like, all the guys I know who beat on that drum have some shady operations. Shoddy, not shady operations. But sometimes I think groups like Grotto, okay, you want to have a little bit of party aspect. Well, that really doesn't fit with symbolic craft masonry. Create this for the brothers. You want to do some service stuff and work in the community and maybe kind of dabble in civics? Well, you can't do it through the lodge. That's not appropriate. Start a high 12 club to do that. You want to put a study group there again, AMD. There's a lot of, so when I always look at appendant bodies, it's not, they're never taking away from the lodge experience to me. They're keeping the lodge experience pure and manageable while offering more to the members. Kind of like the, like a recipe where the, where the main ingredient is the lodge and you're just adding spice to make it more palatable in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. I like that. And uh, for all but, intents and purposes, Grotto is a pack of Hidden Valley Ranch seasoning right on that pot roast in the crockpot. It's going to change your life, man. Well, <laughs> definitely crockpot. You know, I mean, that's, that's probably the main blue lock right there. But, uh, you know, maybe you guys could come up with like a, a precision pancake flipping team and then it'd be welcome to lodge. So please forgot you said that because I'm going to steal the crap out of that and never give you credit, though. I'm sorry. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> Bill, it'll be on the podcast so you can sue him for copyright infringement every time he uses it. He can pay you a shiny nickel. Okay, Daryl, you're my witness. witness. That's right. And my other brother, Daryl, and my other brother, Daryl, will also be your witnesses, even though my name's Darren, but. That's, that's actually a great concept that you actually build this team of like elite pancake guys. They go lodge to lodge doing fundraisers. Call them like the board of grand flippers or something. No, there's actually something to be said here. We could we could do this and tour around with the Indian degree and do the pancakes right before the degree. Dude, we got a whole new life here. We're, I got a 14 passenger shuttle van outside. We got to hit the road, bro. That sounds good. Except you wouldn't want to eat anything I cooked. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's, I kind of got the idea when you were talking because I've, I read a book about In and Out here recently. They have a, what they call the In and Out All Stars because they go around and they are a group of employees to go around to all the new stores and teach the new employees how to cook the burgers and stuff. And so there you go. <laughs> it's amazing. It's also amazing you wrote a book on In and Out because I love doing deep dives on Wikipedia and random food chains, like find out how Big Boy turned into three different franchises. Every time, oh, yeah. Barrel. I always want to talk to the waitress about like their star system they have on their aprons. I'm I'm very tuned in, dude. I actually snuck into a Waffle House group online that's for employees only, just because I wanted to know how much a store in Atlanta was making. I'm a psycho about that stuff, so I'm a piece and you're also a studier of life. I'm kind of the same way too. You know, it's like people ask me about food. I said you always stress a fat guy about the and what how good food is and you know so it's like but I, yeah I, I'm a nerd, uh, fast food nerd too. I watch a lot of mukbangs on. Uh, 
YouTube. I just watched one right before we got on the air here. <laughs> to, uh, to any Grand Lodge listening, a mukbang is not what you think it might be. Oh, oh don't worry. There are no but Grand you know what? Lodge officers listening to the, to the podcast, Marty. They may listen to yours, but I will say they, you're going to get an amendment about this. I'm, sh- I'm sure that they probably like you a whole lot more than they like me. So, Well, most of us do. I mean... This is this is true. Yeah, you know who? You know, we, it's too bad Greg ain't here. You know. <laughs> no, he's it, Greg is is being illustrious brother of Greg not in Louisville with all the all the muckety mucks in the northern jurisdiction Scottish right. So convention in the southern I, jurisdiction. I, I, I uh, <laughs> exchanged some text messages with him today and told him to line up a bunch of guests for us for the future. So that's uh, what he's working on at the moment. Good. <laughs> she should circle to a grotto and build off this. So one of my favorite things about Grotto is our big um, international convention every year. It's generally held at the pleasure of the Grand Monarch, who's our top presiding officer of the international body. Because we're international, we, don't, we, have, we have associations that tie areas together, but we don't have a governing body per state. So a few years ago, there's a little thing, that, or maybe two years, I forget what it is. But maybe this country got slightly shut down, some things happened. We don't talk about it anymore. But... While most of the world was shut down, Grand Monarch Mike Hosler, who was an Indiana guy from the Kokomo area, uh, love him dearly. Him and his wife are the greatest humans that may have ever lived. He uh, made a judgment call, which was an interesting one, that we were still going to have our convention during the shutdown. And it actually took place in Louisville. And it was one of the best times ever because attendance went from like 1,000 to 200 which rightfully so, rightfully so. And it was just one of those wild, intimate times. But I got to know so much about Louisville that weekend in that deserted city. And I know I'm messaging all the guys that are at the uh, Scottish Rite thing right now, tell them about these cool little hole-in-the-wall bars and everything I found. And it was really just an amazing city. But that's the one thing Grotto will always do that is great is conventions. Because you go to the big ones, there's like 10, 15 hospitality rooms. Everyone's competing to have the best room. And all of our association meetings are a, a smaller version of that, which is super cool too. So uh, either way, I kind of wanted to get this train back on the grotto track and you gave me that Louisville in. So I love that. Thank you. Yeah, I just seen that. Uh, I'm Facebook friends with Dave Glatley, the former um, Supreme Commander of the Northern Jurisdiction. I seen he's down there um, this week and he went and had a hot brown at the, at the, at the Brown House Hotel. I thought, okay, he's in the know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was telling everyone to check out Doc Watson's Smokehouse. It's actually, I think, my favorite place down there to get uh, oysters. But anything now near the Galt House is great. It's uh, anything on the you know Bourbon Trail is great. It's, it's a fun little town. Fourth Street Live is cool. Louisville is definitely a great place. Yeah, we better get back on the track. Um, there's bound to be something more we haven't added. <laughs> I was just going to say two things. I'm sure this episode, by the time I get it edited, it'll be very late for the, the guys that are down in Louisville. But maybe uh, for I'll take it in consideration if I go to the SDRIF uh, convention here uh, beginning of November. Down there, I think it's always in Louisville, uh, first week in November. Uh, in any case, here's the, the, the golden question. How could I convince my wife to allow me to join the grotto when I'm a member of so many other Masonic dependent bodies? Go. That's easy. Just tell her this one night last night she has to see you. All I can all I can say is Marty's met my wife, and the first thing, the first story out of Marty's mouth when he meets us is how he was uh, <laughs> telling us about he got propositioned to join the lifestyle, and I'll just leave it at that. Hey, brother, Jeff Bain's garage is like Vegas. What happens? <laughs> oh, is that it? All right. Wait, well, I may or may not edit it out. We'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling when I do it. 
mean, the first thing I always say with the guy who either wants to join Lodge or one of these bodies and he's worried about his wife, I said, dude, introduce her to mom. She was the nicest person. And I don't know how she convinces a lot of these dames that her and her husband should go on us all these wild adventures that aren't lifestyle related. Uh, but that's always the best part, dude. The one thing with Grotto, it always it's so family driven. We do have a women's auxiliary. If you're, I know, I don't know if your wife would be into that, but the way Shail functions is we meet um, on the same night, so we have dinner together. One, uh, the men or the women, one would take the basement of the lodge, one would meet full form upstairs, and we switch back and forth every month. Then we all go out. If there's anytime I'm messing around with Grotto, it seems the more I do it, the more family driven I get, the more Blue Lodge driven I get. The wives are always super involved. It's always a you know, it's always a great thing when you go to convention. You can kind of tell low key we have a lot of smart guys elected to those grand positions, but their wives are really running the show. God bless all of them. It's really a peaceful and friendly body, and I don't think it's going to take you out of the home more, and it's going to give you a lot of instances where you can bring her with. That would be my pitch. Vance, can you do better or worse? No, I'm just going to build off that. So, I mean, we, we we got chartered in April, and we've had a monthly meeting each month. And I would say quarter to half of the wives have come to it. And, I mean, you know, we have them at, we, we've had them at the lodge. We've had them at, at bars. We've had them at restaurants. And I think that, you know, the wives get more comfortable saying, oh, well, these are the guys that you're hanging out with. Instead of, you know, this faceless group of guys that, quite honestly, when we have, you know, stuff at, at lodge, every once in a while there's a wife who comes by and then leaves. I, I think that this is much more family-oriented. We've had kids at events. I, I think that Marty's entirely correct. It's a lot more family oriented. I mean, nothing that sure the ritual is secret, but we're all. I mean, we're also uh, we have a, a our treasurer's wife. She wants to start the, the women's auxiliary, the daughters of Mulcana, and I think she's at you know like twenty people right now that are down with that without much effort. Although, tell Marty, tell Joy that she's got to get back to Shania. <laughs> Joy was the mighty chosen one, which is the name of whoever sits in the east for the Dars Mokana body. She is a lovely person. However, she is also a nurse by trade and her shift changes so hard. My wife's the treasurer of her daughters in Mokana and sometimes she's like, dude, Joy's on a wild shift this week. I ain't gonna bother. I'm like, honey, I don't blame you. Uh, she's a healthcare hero, so let her do her thing. But when I do see her this week, I'll let her know to give you guys a call. But I mean, yeah, I mean it's one of those things and quite I mean it's one of the things that the the wives have been down with most things and they, like we we did a shrimp boil a few week, uh, weeks ago for one of our meetings. We're doing the tailgate, we're doing other stuff. Uh Quite honestly, we're doing the same thing Marty was talking about where uh, we're getting kilts. I have my kilts. Uh, one of our other guys already has his kilt. Some are on order. And interestingly, some of the wives, for whatever reason, I don't know the reasons. I don't want to know the reasons. It's fine. They're like, honey, you need to get a kilt. The wives are down with that. So, I mean, I, I think that it's a lot more open because, I mean, you know, as our as uh, my friend Joe says, who's, you know, about to be master of our lodge and he's chief justice of the grotto uh, or um no, he's not. He's master of ceremonies. Anyway, he might as well be chief justice. He's like, you know, one of the secrets of masonry shouldn't be that, you know, we're still around. And I think that Grotto does a good job of saying, hey, we're here. We're having fun. And we're normal 21st century people. Uh, I mean, the guys w that are going to petition our lodge because they want to join Grotto are from both ends of the spectrum. I mean, 22-year-old guys and 60-year-old guys, because uh, like, we want a part of that. and the guys who are 60 are married they're, they're, and their wives have been like, yeah, this sound like good guys. We've met the guys. We know the guys. Let's do it. Yeah. So it's just building off Marty's sales pitch. And, you know, a lot of those activities we do, it really gives the our beautiful women really a chance to do great stuff and use their working tools, too. 
we when our uh, when our grotto does our trunk or treat trust me dude if it was just me and the guys running it we would just be pegging little candy bars at kids those uh ladies really make that event work in every way and they decorate all the cars they decorate the lodge and it's i don't know dude i just at, at this time in my life i you know a lodge in york right i'm okay but anything else i really kind of want my wife there and this really lends it to that and that's why you really see me active with grotto i12 eastern star because i'm really not looking for a night another night out of the house i'm looking for something that's going to make me happy that i could share with my wife and that's i mean masonic i mean i don't know you know it's a good thing and i think if you have a lady and she's hesitant bring her a lot around a lot of the girls dude because they're amazing and i'm speaking for pretty much every grotto in the nation and i've been to a lot of them at this point that everyone is super cool and the chicks are super welcoming and while yes they're not in the room when we bust out the cauldron and do the weird parts they have an equal equity in that and in some cases i would say all of our grottos would suck without our women so so what i'm hearing you guys is that you're not a, a really freemasons because you want the women involved well i didn't say i want them to vote darren no no honestly dude masonry is a weird thing i because you to, and the amendments there darren yeah to do it successfully you have to ask for time out of your house and frankly i'm looking at a pile of chores in this weird basin i'm sitting in right now that i should be doing however a couple nights a week i gotta get away and do things and hopefully if i can bring my wife and involve her you know that's even better and if the body lends itself to that that's kind of what i want to do because kind of get bummed out when my wife's not around I was going to ask if you were in a basement because I was getting like Silence of the Lambs vibes and I thought I heard Goodbye Horses by Lazarus playing uh, uh, as uh, as we started the podcast. I'm not Put so the motion in the, the basket. Or, or, or... Yeah, that's, I'm doing another podcast after this one about the lifestyle, so I'm just warming up. Yeah, I got it. So, so let, let me just sh- sh- so. 27 year mason or whatever my, my kids are 11 and 9 and i know that this is not it's just a podcast it'll be audio but for you guys can you kind of see that so my nine-year-old made this obviously it's in reverse on my camera it says i love dad and what's it got it's got uh mokena there and a lightsaber because my kids i mean yeah they're kind of proud or whatever or i don't know what the, it's not quite proud they're like yeah my dad is the head of the lodge but they're like, oh, yeah, my dad's in Grotto and going back to conventions. So we're going to New Orleans for the convention next year with my wife and kids and my sister-in-law, who also wants to join Daughters of Mokena. And one of my kids, my friend Joe, they love his wife, Dusty. They're like, oh, we love Dusty. We don't. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we're going to New Orleans. Joe and Dusty are going because Joe's in Grotto. I said, Marty will be there. And they're like, Marty's going to be there. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, Marty's, you know, two and a half hours away in Chicago. But I mean, it's one of those things that it really is family that, the, you know, the kids, you know, love Marty and Stephanie. So uh, no one has ever said that about Grand Lodge officers, I don't think, from, you know, disparate parts of the state. Yeah, and actually, uh, Vance, while you jumped on the uh, big convention this year in New Orleans, our Grand Monarch, Victor Mann, when I, I messaged him before, I said, hey, Victor, I'm doing a podcast that's not mine about the grotto. Is there anything you want me to cover? And I sent him some links to your show so he can know all about it. And I, all he said was plug the convention June 2nd through June 9th in New Orleans, Louisiana. We will, I will be out there for 10 days of grotto fun and madness. And it is going to be amazing. And it's going to be an awesome time. We've actually had to set up another overflow hotel because we're kind of taking over Canal Street little by little right now. Um, but it's going to be one for the record books. And realistically, even if you're not a grotto member, you can go, Darren. You guys want to cruise down there with us? Because frankly, the two days we're in meetings is like, 
I hate to say the slowest part. The hospitality rooms, the dinner, the entertainment, the outings, getting to know everybody, hooking up with all these crazy people from around the country, just kind of rolling down like a motley crew of grotto people attacking Bourbon Street. It's when, uh, when we write the book, man, this is going to be a whole chapter. That one, I promise you. And that is under the guidance and leadership of our grand monarch, Victor Mann, and his beautiful wife, Angelique. You know, Greg's a plural member of Gayo and, and Illini. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm well aware. As his intern, luckily, though, I'm not required to join every appendant body that he's a member of because I would gro- go broke, whereas he has the money to do so. So, but... well, He is a golf coach now, so you know. Yeah, yes, he's making the the big bucks as a volunteer unpaid golf coach at St. Joe Ogden High School, which they're they're not even considered a real sport. They're a club sport by the high school, so they don't even get any money from the high school for anything. And uh, since both my kids graduated from SJO, I can I can uh, voice my displeasure with how uh, how out of uh, how out of their minds they are when it comes to football and you know the basketball and the those two big sports and you know basically anything else can go obviously i'm in muhammad same boat baby (laughs) so i think it's just the curse of being in the midwest and and those being you know the the two main sports that uh that people think and and that are gonna launch their kids careers to be you know superstars and i'm sure you know for the ones that do make it they were probably, uh, you know, in, in the youth sports and that. But I have to think the odds are so low that, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I uh, Texas and Oklahoma. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's all over the place. It's not okay, just I like it's actually a documentary. They don't want to tell you that. What, what not is your something? life. I'm sorry, Marty. What was that? Oh, uh, when he was mentioning the uh, football programs in Texas and Oklahoma and everything out there, like that uh, that movie in the show later, Friday Night Lights. There, uh, I mean, we do our thing in the Midwest. We like our teams. Uh, Indiana's all about basketball. After the game, we can go to Casey's Pizza, but that completely is a different animal down there in the Southwest. Oh yeah, that was sure. next to us, Allen, Texas, which is right there in North Texas. When, when we when we moved out, they had just built a sixty thousand seat. Uh, high school football stadium it had like the full it was like probably i mean it's not like the colt stadium but it it's pretty it's like a college stadium and then they have one of the smaller ones <laughs> vance marty what uh other than the convention that you just plugged do, do you want to plug any other events coming up for the grotto the uh, a pool tournament uh coming up at the end of the month september 30th will be muhammad of southpaw billiards uh it'll be a 50 dollars buy-in for two guy teams with a cash payout uh, and then afterwards, uh, in Champaign, there is the uh, DSC uh, Developmental Services Center, which uh, does an Oktoberfest from 3 to midnight. So after the pool tournament, we're all going to downtown Champaign uh, for uh, German beers. Uh, and then <clears throat> we'll probably go up to Chai Hill in November and then uh, have an Axe Bar meeting. Uh, not all of us, Marty, just a few of us uh, for your November meeting. We all want a Fez. Beautiful. Uh, I can't wait until you guys get here. Only thing then, kind of uh, – I'll keep going, Vance. No, and then, I mean, yeah, we're probably going to have our November meeting at an Axe Bar, and not sure about Christmas yet, but but uh, yeah, that's kind of our year thus far. On open the uh, Chicagoland area, next big thing is going to be our Trunk or Treat at Shail in November. Aljala and uh, Shail are both doing Feed My Starving Children, volunteer events, which I'm sure we're going to go out and get into a little bit of trouble after that. We're actually hosting a full Thanksgiving dinner at our November meeting, so I'm glad you guys are coming up that night. Uh, December, we kind of lay low because a lot of people got family stuff going on. We always uh, hold our 
holiday party generally in January. Last weekend, we do a big thing called Chicago Grotto Weekend, which brings a lot of people in from out of state. It serves as the installation for uh, Shail- uh, no, for El Jala Grotto and Aliabad Grotto. I think this year we're having a brother bring out a custom pizza oven and brother Calvin, who's DJ Flash, is going to be turning it out at the Moose. So uh, it's going to be a very Midwestern style party. And then a uh, big thing in Illinois, if guys are interested. Vance, what's our convention date for the Illinois Association in April? I believe it's 13th through 15th. That sounds right. We'll be down at Peoria at uh, Abbas Grotto and... Uh, you can find out kind of all the fun we have. Um, there's a good chance there's going to be a new grotto that's uh, in Rockford that's going to be getting chartered that weekend as well. Uh, we always have a big hospitality situation at the hotel. And just as we have as much fun for the men folk, there's always the pool. The uh, wives will take the kids down there. We'll have ladies activities. We'll do a dinner. And I know in February we're doing a big uh, Valentine's Day dance in Chicago the ground was hosting. So, I mean, we we got enough stuff to stay happy and tired. That's all I can say. Cool. Guys, I just want to thank you both for taking time out of your busy schedules to join us on Meet Active Park. Uh, Bill, do you have anything before we wrap this up? No, I just want to thank you both for taking time out of your schedules to come and chat with us. I've had a great time. It's one of the most fun episodes I've had in a long time on and off the air. I hope you guys will come back again and maybe we can talk about this or another topic, you know, in Illinois, if you'd like to. But thank you both for coming and I hope that you wish you continued your success building your grotto even further. Thank you, Prophet. Thank you both, you brothers. And I'm actually, I, I said I know I joked that I'm a Bill Hassler soup fan. But I got so much respect for the Midnight Freemasons, everything you guys do. Honestly, anytime a guy hits me up, he's like, hey, I don't know what to do for education on my lodge. My go-to is just go to Midnight Freemason, steal an article that looks good, and regurgitate it. <laughs> you guys, um, we do. I'm so glad that Darren invited me on. Uh, Darren, I know we're both in the Grand Chapter of Illinois uh, line for the Royal Large. But actually, that one time where I did tell your wife that crazy story as an introduction was, I think, really the first time we got to hang out, hang out. And I had a lot of fun with it. I think the world of you and your lady. Bill, I love all your 50-year Mason stories online. And I'm just a big fan and super I'm just glad to know both you brothers, and I'm glad you're both out there doing your thing. Well, thank you. Thank you for being so kind. Yeah, and, and Marty, I feel the same level of respect to you, uh, just the, the your personality and just what you do for Freemasonry and, and how you promote it. Uh, much love to you, brother, and, and much love to your beautiful wife. And, uh, you know, I, I uh, hopefully uh, we'll get to spend some more time uh, together here in the near future. And yeah, thanks for, you know, complimenting us on Midnight Freemasons because uh, it is really labor of love and, and it's entirely designed for Freemasons to do just that, to go out there, pick an article and use it as lodge education. It's low hanging fruit. And uh, hopefully there's so much, there's so many articles and so many different things on that blog and so many different perspectives. Uh, you know, if you if there's ever anything you want to know about Freemasonry, I'm going to bet if you go there and type in the search and search for that topic, somebody's probably written on it. And if they haven't, you can hit me up and I'll make sure somebody does. So, But all that being said, uh, to, to your point to Bill, yes, uh, the, the 50 uh, year member series, Bill, you, you got to work on that some more and get it wrapped up so we can put it in book form for you. Cause yeah, I it's think all, it's, it's, uh, I think it's gonna it's gonna be a bestseller, honestly. Yeah, the ending's in my head. I just I was you know with this you know medical issues kind of put me behind, but yeah, it's definitely 
going to be fairly soon, knock on plywood. But yeah, hopefully we can get it done pretty soon. It's it's going to be a long time. Then I the only thing I'm worried about is I'm going to have a really great idea for another installment, but it's already going to be put to bed. Then what do I do? <laughs> Bill, if they could keep making more Star Wars crap, we could definitely get more 50-year maze and stuff, whatever you want, buddy. Well, I, Bill, I was just talking to a brother at Homer who stumbled across a Masonic Radio Theater, and, and maybe it's time to bring that back from the grave and, and start that back up, because be one, cool. the one brother was just talking uh, just how much he he enjoyed it, and I know it was kind of short-lived, but... You know, yeah, finish just, a fifty-year member and then put your energy towards that. Yeah, because it was the it was the hard to write the script, but the worst part was we were talking nearly a decade ago was getting everybody to film their or you know record their parts. But with technology the way it is today, it would be a lot simpler to be able to pull out something and make it a little quicker too. So maybe it is time to start thinking about it. Maybe we need to have some people turn in some scripts and see what we think of them. There you go. All right. Well. Thank you both again. Vance, do you have any parting words for us? I know Marty kind of had his turn, but I want to cut you. I don't want to cut you off before we uh, go. No, I just, just like to thank you for inviting me. And, uh, you know, if if there's any guys who, um, you know, are in the Champaign-Urbana from Bloomington to Toledo to Decatur area, they're like, Hey, that sounds fun. You know, shoot me an email. I'm on Facebook or uh, I'm sure Darren will probably put something on here about how to contact me or something. Yeah, I'll, I'll get both of your names out there, and uh, you know that I know you're both on Facebook, and just to, to uh, try to root out maybe some of the crazies, I'll I can have them contact me, and then if I if I think they're legit, I'll put them in contact with you. Because uh, I wish to be Mason. You make me <laughs> yes, Mason. Yes. So, well, <laughs> for our listeners, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Meet Act and Park. We've made it through episode 58. I can't believe we made it past episode one, but we're still trucking along uh, slowly but surely. And if you are so inclined, you can support us on Patreon. And if not, that's cool too. Uh, it's a labor of love for myself, Bill, and Greg, and uh, we'll keep on trucking. For the price of a cup of coffee, we can bring you the the quality Masonic (laughs) content that you have known and loved all these years. And also feed starving children. Yes, that too. (laughs) My dog Uh, is is starving. (laughs) And I'm uh, the starving child being me. But in any case, uh, welcome. uh, We just want to just... Thank you so much for for your time and listening to us. And until uh, the next time we talk, may we ever meet, act, and part. Thank you for listening to Meet, Act, and Part. For more information about our show, visit our website at www.meetactandpart.com. While there, please consider supporting the show by sponsoring us on Patreon. Until we meet again, may we meet Acton Park.